So I, my name is Dan. I'm one of the pastors here at the church. And if you are new with us today, you have come on a wonderful Sunday. This is our fifth week of a series that we've called This Is Us. Just in case anyone uh, would forget what it was called, we decided to wear it on our chest. So here we go. This Is Us. And then on the back, can you guys see that? Say it with me. Ready? Amen. That was a test. 2020 vision for everyone in this room. Way to go. Uh, yeah, this is us. We worship. And uh, we have some really special things planned today. As you can already tell, the sanctuary looks different than it often does. And I'll explain those things in a little bit. But at this time, I wanted to invite Jaden Taylor to come up on stage. I got the opportunity to worship with Integrity Life. I think that was back in December, the church that we rent from that meets at 1 p.m. And, and my uh, daughter and I were at this incredible event. And we got to watch Jaden worship the Lord uh, in a way that uh, I don't know how to really explain it other than um, it touched uh, our lives deeply. And I said, Jaden, any chance you'd be willing to share that with LifeSpring? And it just means so much to me. You didn't hesitate. Uh, just right away, you're like, of course. And so can we just give a big uh, LifeSpring welcome to Jaden Taylor.
soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me, lift up your soul. Cause you've got a light inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me, lift up your song. What an offering, right? <laughs> Just, oh. oh, and I'm not going to try any of that. <laughs> there was a couple places you went, Jaden, that I was like, yeah, I wouldn't be getting back up from, from that. <laughs> Man, just awesome, right? Awesome. What a powerful expression of, of worship. And, and really, that's what today is all about, is the expression of worship, the physical expression of worship, and, and it might look different for you than uh, it looks like for Jaden. It might look similar, but really what I want to hone into today, and again, I'm so glad you're here today because it is a special day at Life Spring. but what I want to hone into is really what does it mean for you to worship the Lord, right? 
That's the question I was asking myself even this week. And my personality and the way that God has wired me, what does it look like for me, Daniel Allen Burst, to bring worship, to bring adoration, to bring my affection, to bring my love, but also to bring honor and reverence to the king? I hope we understand this, that praise and worship is a normal part of being a Christian. Did you know that? It's a normal part. It's not like an optional thing. If you're a follower of God, you worship the Lord. It's not for just a select few. By the way, it's also not just for women. And it's also not just for men. It's for who? Everybody. It's for us. This is us. We worship the Lord. He is worthy of our honor and praise. This, this week I was reminded of an older Chris Tomlin song. Maybe you guys remember. We used to sing this in Spokane. Uh, the you and I were made for worship. You guys remember that one? That we, the idea that we were made for worship or an even older song, a Bob Dylan song. It may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to, we're going to see how old some of us are. You're going to have to serve somebody. <laughs> see, here's the deal. We're all worshiping somebody. And you look around in this world right now, so many things in this world that people are worshiping. Uh, not just things, but humans that people are worshiping. Any anybody or anything come to mind? Things that have won our affection, won our energy, our our time. Maybe you could shout out a couple of those. What do you think? Football, phone, Whew. money, internet. Are we just talking about me right now? <laughs> Shopping, political parties, games. I was reading an article just about how addicted we are to just entertainment. Just how much we love entertainment. Interesting, huh? Again, I love being a preacher because if you're going to preach to somebody else, you're preaching to yourself first. And so this week, I'm like, man, like, what are the things that have tried to steal away my affection? What are the things that are trying to take away my adoration? Because this is what I was thinking about. And Mark Kincaid was talking about how in the English, the word worship is really worthship. So what is worth your worship? What is worthy of your time? What is worthy of your money? What is worthy of your energy? What is worthy of your life? Interesting, right? Who, who and what is worthy in my life. And again, the world right now is worshiping the things of this world. But aren't you thankful that Jesus rescued you from that? Like, we know we're in the world, but we're not of the world, right? He rescued us out of this, uh, out of that. John 15, 19, this is Jesus. He says, hey, you no longer belong to the world. Can I get an amen? Right? Come on. Yeah, you're still there, but you don't belong to the world. He says, I've chosen you out of the world. So that's really exciting. That means as much as those things are still trying to draw away my attention, draw away my worship, that I can turn and instead of go to those idols in my life, those things that try to steal those things, I can turn to Jesus. I can turn to the Lord. And that's what's so beautiful. You guys were in it from like 
note one on those first two songs, that was so fun. You guys were here to worship the Lord. And I'm going to have the worship team come back up in just a little bit. And we're going to sing a lot more songs. But before we do, I I wanted to set this this whole thing up. The idea of where we were in the world, but we're now turned to Jesus and worshiping Jesus. I wanted to give us some biblical Uh, principles and even some scripture and wisdom from scripture on what this whole idea of worship might look like. And so here we go. If you have uh, a pen, a paper, you might want to take notes on this. I think it's worth looking at through the week. But the first thing I want you to hear is, is this, that worshiping the Lord, especially biblically worshiping the Lord, biblically worship is more than a song. Did you know that? Worship is more than a song. Worship is a lifestyle. Everybody say lifestyle. Uh, you guys know the verse, Romans 12. It says you're to live a holy and pleasing life to God. Remember that one? It, it's your living sacrifice where your body, your, your, your body, who you are, consecrated, set apart for the Lord. This is true and proper worship where you don't conform to the patterns of this world, but you're transformed by the renewing of your minds. Micah 6.8, another very popular passage. What does the Lord require of you? To act justly. To love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. This is what it means to worship the Lord. Again, it's a lifestyle. So much more than a song. Now, if you've heard me over the last 13 and a half years at LifeSpring, I've preached a lot about worship. Normally, that is where I camp. I I love to preach on the idea of worship being more than a song. But today, I kind of want to focus on the song. I want to focus on what we do, whether it's here on a Sunday morning or what we do in the car or on a hike at Mount Rainier. I I want to lean into this idea. Again, Jaden, thank you for being here because it was such a good example. I want to lean into this idea of this expression of worship, what it looks like to bodily worship the Lord. So I have six quick points. I promise it's not going to be long. But again, if you're taking notes, please write these down. The first thing is this. Church, life spring, that we would worship with a grateful heart. This is one of the most challenging things, I think, for us as humans, is to come to the Lord with a thankful, grateful heart. I had a fantastic meeting Tuesday morning with a young man named Zach Hudson. Uh, Zach Hudson and Braden, we've been meeting uh, Tuesday morning. And in our prayer time, Zach just began to thank the Lord for all the things that the Lord is doing in his life. And it was very moving. Uh, I was, I learned a lot from Zach in that moment because again, in our prayer time, he just began to pour out his gratitude and his thanks. Uh, His prayer reminds me a lot of Psalm 100. Let's go ahead and put it up on the screen. And it says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth, worship the Lord with gladness, come before him with joyful songs, Know that the Lord is God. It's he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Aren't you thankful that we are his people, the sheep of his pasture? But then look at verse 4. Say this with me. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Verse 4, how do we enter his gates? It says, enter his gates with... Just imagine, I've been to Israel twice now, and you're at the southern steps, and you're walking up those steps to the Temple Mount, and first you would go through those gates, and you'd enter the gates again with thanksgiving, 
But then you'd walk into those courts. And how do we enter his courts? It says enter his courts with, with praise. By the way, that's why normally we do start the service with more upbeat celebratory songs. It's not just to wake you up, though the song today was literally wake us up. But it's to come into this place, this, this place of worship, this house of prayer and worship with thanksgiving and praise. And yeah, you've walked through some stuff. I mean, we could tell stories just about this week, like maybe even this morning. You've been through some things. But it's the idea that with all the stuff you've been through, the good, the bad, the ugly of life, that you would enter in and you would thank the Lord for who he is and what he has done. So worship the Lord with a grateful heart. Number two, worship with your hands. Worship with your hands. Church, some of you just maybe just shake them out a little bit, like just in your seat right now. The, the, the Lord is worthy of your hands. Did you know that? Again, worship is physical. I, I love that video, Mary, and Mary's at work today. She would love to be here, but she's over working in the ER. But I love that video she showed of those kids in Egypt. Do you guys remember that video? They were worshiping the Lord, but how were they worshiping the Lord? They were, they were clapping. They were shouting. They were, were, they were doing this. They were worshiping the Lord with their hands. Psalm 47, verse 1. Clap your hands, all peoples. Can we just clap on the count of three? One, two, three. Amen. Like there's a clap to the Lord. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. One of my favorite parts when you're in Ghana and and Jesse and Debbie got to experience this. In Ghana, so here in a church like this, if you're just here, if we're really on the clap, we're on two and four, right? Let's go ahead and do that. Now, growing up in the Presbyterian church, if we ever had a clap, it was on one and three. Clap. Clap. Clap, clap. Now in Ghana, it's really cool. In Ghana, they did it. They do this. One, two, three, four. And they go. And I'm telling you, it was, I love God because you start clapping and then the women come around and they go up front and they start dancing. And then men, you're not off the hook. The men start coming around. And they start dancing. I love it. So clap to the Lord. I just want to encourage you. Clapping is not just your like attempt to make sure the drummer is on beat. Like we're just going to help you out, Will. We got two and four. You got the rest. No, you're clapping before the Lord. Amen. Uh, Also, lift up your hands in Psalm 134. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. In our culture, have you noticed uh, at concerts, and I'm not even talking about Christian concerts. Have you been to a concert lately? Have you noticed people lift their hands? So as a Jesus follower, who are you raising your hands to? It's a good question, isn't it? Who am I raising my hands to? Raising your hands can mean a lot of things. It can mean adoration. It can mean surrender. It can mean like kind of an offering. Uh, Go on YouTube. There's some really funny videos about hand postures in worship. But have you ever thought about it? Did you know that I think about where my hands are in worship? So I'll just give you three examples. and, And this is really where I'm at. So if I'm up here, this is just God, you're holy. God, you're worthy. God, and and to be honest, this posture should even be kneeling, right? Just like, you know, worthy. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, you're worthy. If you see me out here, this is me being vulnerable, saying, God, I surrender. God, have your way. Like, 
I open up my life to you, Lord. Vulnerable before you. I surrender, Lord. If I'm here, this is always, for me, a precious or a more intimate thing. It's, it's like, God, I feel like I don't even have anything to bring or offer you. But here it is. Here's my life. Have you ever done that before when you don't even know what to do and you're just kind of like, I mean, I feel just like the low of low and the pit of pits, but here you go. Here's my life. Worship the Lord. Life spring. Worship the Lord with your hands. This is good, isn't it? Amen. All right. Worship the Lord with your mouth. Worship the Lord with your mouth. Some of us are getting squirmy now. Don't let the person next to you worship the Lord for you. That's not the way it works. Again, Psalm 47, 1, shout to God with loud songs of joy. Psalm 98, shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Break forth and sing for joy and sing praises. In the New Testament, speak to one another with psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit. Sing, make music from your heart to the Lord. 1 Corinthians 14, I'm going to pray with my spirit. I'm also going to pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit. I will also sing with my understanding. See, what I love about these verses, church, is singing is not an optional part of our faith. It's not optional. Even Jesus, Jesus, did you know Jesus sang? Don't you want to hear Jesus sing? Oh, my goodness. But in, in the Bible, in Matthew 26, we're told right before they went to the Mount of Olives, and, and this is like before his arrest and all those things, right there in Scripture, it says they sung a hymn, Jesus and his disciples. They sang a hymn, and then they went to the Mount of Olives. Hear me out. One of the most awkward things you can do as a Christian is not sing. I picture this incredible scene in Revelation chapter 7. It's a very familiar passage. But I want you to try to picture this scene, which, by the way, it's impossible to picture. It's beyond our imagination, really. But I want you to try to imagine this scene, but then I want to picture you just kind of with your arms folded, not involved, not singing. Just just picture that. This, this, This is good. There before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne, standing before the Lamb, before Jesus. They were wearing white robes. They were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. See, all the angels, they were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne. They worshipped God saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Would you say that with me? Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. So allow the Lord to open your mouth and give him your praise. Number four, worship with your mind. Worship with your mind. Remember that great commandment, right? Love the Lord your God with all your soul or heart, soul, and mind. Your mind. Give, give the Lord your mind. Give the Lord your intellect. Because did you know that you could actually know a lot about the Bible? Like you could be a scholar of Scripture and still not be a worshiper of God. So my genetics professor at the University of Wyoming, he knew a lot about the Bible. He knew more about the Bible than I did. And yet he was one of the fiercest atheists I knew. 
Church, you must intentionally worship the Lord with your mind. Give him your mind. There's a great passage in Philippians that talks about this. It says, don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We normally stop there, but if you keep reading, look what it says. It says, so whatever is true, whatever is noble... Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And that's a willful decision you need to make. And by the way, on Sunday mornings, you can practice that. Have you ever had your mind just kind of go out the, out the whoop, during service? It's okay to say, God, I want to give you my mind. Lord, Help me understand what you're trying to say today. But you don't just do that here on a Sunday morning. You can do that throughout the week. Lord, my mind is anxious. Lord, I'm thinking about way too many things. Lord, I'm struggling focusing. God, I'm struggling with mindfulness. So, Lord, just right now, I set my mind on you. I worship you, Lord, with my mind. I want to think on the things that are true and noble and right and pure, lovely, admirable. Do you understand what I'm saying, church? Get your mind on to Jesus. Worship him with your mind. Worship him with your body. Again, some of you just maybe do some stretches. I've been going to physical therapy lately. Just just open it up a little bit. Get those fingers going. Oh, maybe not to that side, but just over here. There we go. It's it's for my neck, so I got to be careful there. But worship the Lord with your body. Last week we sang a song called Praise, and I was dancing up and down uh, during that song, which was really fun. But then Jesse played a video from youth camp, and I saw all the kids were jumping up and down to the same song. I was like, "That's my people!" Like, <laughs> we're in a retreat for youth group. And Pastor Dan, right? It was just awesome. I, I loved seeing them dance. Even this morning, uh, I love the way that you guys were physically using your bodies to worship the Lord. Second Samuel 6 tells us that David danced before the Lord. And he danced, Jaden, I just, again, the way you just showed that so beautifully, because he says he danced before the Lord with all his might. And that's what I love. Like, you took risks in that dance. You, you, you didn't hold back. You, you were willing to go and give the Lord your life, to dance before him with all your might. And I love what you said, Tracy. It was a, a pleasing, holy offering to the Lord. It was so, so very good. And, and, and there's later, you guys know the story, and, and he's kind of mocked for his dancing. He's kind of like, hey, tone it down. I remember I had a lady at Northwest Church once tell me, like, hey, you know, you're being really distracting with your dancing and, and, and because we don't dance much here. And it was like two days later I got on a plane to Ghana where everyone dances in Ghana. I was like, oh, my goodness, like if she only saw, wow. Like, but I just want to encourage you. What does he say in that moment? What do you say? Because there's one thing if you're dancing, you're trying to show off or dancing, you're trying to make a scene. But why was he dancing? It says... Verse 21, say it with me. It was before the Lord. And then what does he say in verse 22? I will become even more undignified than this. And by the way, you know who's going to have the biggest problem with that kind of thing? It's going to be religious people. And, uh, and that's just going to be a battle for the rest of your life. But who are you doing it for? And again... We have to process that because even sometimes we, our heart gets in it, our pride gets in it, and all those types of things. We always have to navigate that. But if it's before the Lord, life spring, worship the Lord. Number six, 
this is the final one, worship with your spirit. John 4 tells us that true worshipers of God worship him in spirit and in truth. This is really powerful. It says the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. So that does mean that worship is more than a song. But think of it this way. Track with me if you can. It also means that it's more than just saying the right words. It's more than even being in the right setting, right? It's beyond church attendance. It's even more than going through the right motions. Worship is more than clapping or dancing or or any of those things. I hope we understand this. You could be right here in a church service on a Sunday morning, singing the same songs as everybody else, doing all the same motions as everybody else, and still not be worshiping the Lord. Did you know that? Yeah, and I know it too. Why? Because we've all done it before. We've done that. Where you're going through the motions, but you're not worshiping in spirit and truth. Again, he's not looking for church attendance. By the way, he's not in the need of a, you know, a soprano or a tenor in his choir. Like, <laughs> that's not what he's looking for. What is he looking for? Yeah, he's looking for you. And he's looking for your heart. What he desires is you. He wants to commune with you. That's the, the Bible. The, the love letter that's been written to us is his passion to be with you. To be with you in spirit and truth. To walk with you. To talk with you. Jesus died. Aren't you thankful for Jesus' death on the cross? But why did he die? He died to make a way for you. He made a way that the God of the universe, creator of heavens and earth, has a way. He, he broke down those walls of hostility between God and man, but also between us. He, he, he made a way where there seemed to be no way. What? For God to have a relationship with you. So worship him. Worship him with your spirit. Again, don't go through the motions. Don't just give him lip service. I mean, just some of the stuff in churches these days, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I, I can't judge those things, but I just want to make sure our heart is in the right place, that we would give him our hearts, really give him everything. Like it's a sacrifice of praise. So again, give him all of it. My hands, my mouth, my heart, my mind, my spirit, all of it is yours. So the Lord is here. Amen. And don't you love him? I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Don't you love Jesus? Don't you just want to worship Jesus for all that he's done? To, to just, oh God, what you have done in my life. Oh Lord, to worship you for who you are and what you've done. And so that's what we want to do. And worship team, you can come on up. And as the team goes into these next songs, we're going to give you a chance to move around a little bit. And so I want to explain how this is going to go. And we wanted to leave a lot of time for this. But, again, we, wherever, so you don't, think of it this way. There is no scale there is no test. I love when they said test. I was like, oh, my goodness, a test in the Romans class. Like, what if I fail the gifts test? But I know there's no failing. But, but there is no, like, you don't get to compare. You know, I don't get to compare myself to Ava or Chesney. I love it when Chesney worships and dances before the Lord. But only they know what it looks like for them to offer 
true worship to the Lord for them and what that looks like for them. And only I know what that looks like for me. And so we want to give you an opportunity to express some of that, to practice some of that, that this would be a safe room for you to learn how to worship. Whatever, again, whatever that means. We're not going to force you to do anything. But for you, as the Lord is speaking to you, and you love Jesus, Jesus is awesome. You love what he's done in your life, and you want to worship him. As your pastor, uh, one of my great responsibilities is to train and equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And there's no way we're doing the work of the ministry without first knowing how to worship the Lord. Because worship is going to be so important as you go out into the world and do what the Lord has called you to do. So today, this is what it's going to look like. Uh, We took out the front row of seats, and that's just really room for you. You don't have to come forward, but if you'd like to, you could kneel or lay down before the Lord, or you could stand before the Lord. Uh, Whatever that looks like, again, there would be freedom for you to come forward. Sometimes for me, I've found uh, any conference I go to, by the way, pastor's conference, uh, I always come forward. Because I've found that sometimes I just feel like paralyzed and my hands start to sweat and my heart starts to beat. And it's in that moment that I realize that I need to take a step forward. And so so some of you, it's going to be a faith step uh, forward. We also have communion over here. Some of you, uh, I said, you know, that we enter his courts or, or enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Some of us just need to thank the Lord again for what he's done on the cross. Remember, like, wow, like it's done. It's finished. Like my sins, they're washed away. They're covered. They're removed as far as the east is from the west. Glory and hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. And so, again, uh, as we sing these songs, as the Lord leads, you can take communion. In the back here, we put up this butcher paper, and we have some markers and, and kind of drawing utensils. This should be an opportunity for you to draw a picture before the Lord. We are not looking uh, just for the Rembrandts and the Michelangelos of the room. Uh, this, this would be for any of us uh, to uh, worship the Lord with our hands. Any painters in here, by the way? Any artists? There's so, actually quite, quite a few. Uh, I am not... But I've found when I'm in a service, anyone else like this, when I'm listening to a preacher, I often begin to draw. Anybody else do that? Isn't that crazy? Like, there's something in me that as I'm hearing the Bible, something comes out of me. Now, I'm not sharing that with anybody. (laughs) I'm not that good. But we're going to worship the Lord with our hands. So that's going to be back there. Over at this table, uh, this is going to be a creative writing station. And so uh, there's paper and pen. And I'm a songwriter. And often the greatest expression of worship that I have is the things that I write down on paper. By the way, I might share with the world one out of every ten songs that I write. Meaning that nine out of ten of those things that I write down on paper, that's for the Lord. right? That's my worship to the Lord. And so uh, we'd encourage you to grab a chair and grab a pen and write something down and then also you'll notice we have some uh you can can't really see it but on that gray wall uh, we have some clothespins and string there and if you'd want to put up what you wrote uh, we'd love for you to do that and again it could be a poem or a writing of some types maybe a psalm you know pouring out your heart to the lord and then also while we sing steve pastor steve i'm so excited about this he's going to worship the lord with digital art 
Have you guys ever seen someone do digital art before? Uh, I really had not until Steve began to share with me this this gift that he has. And so he's going to worship the Lord in digital art. On that screen, it's going to kind of show what he's doing. So every once in a while, you can uh, check that out. And then also for this first song, we have Kira Hardin playing the cello. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So church, would you stand with me? And again, uh, as we worship in song over the next 20, 30 minutes, uh, move about freely. Again, we're not forcing you to go anywhere, but we just encourage you, whatever it looks like, to grow in worship today, to take that step forward. So Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way. We worship you, Lord. We worship you in spirit and truth. Teach us how to worship this morning. Uh, Some of us, we just know that uh, there are there are blockades, there are walls that have been put up. And, and I have a hunch that some of those walls came from really hurtful things that people said to us. Some of us have walls that we put up ourselves. But I just pray right now, Lord, in the sweetness of your presence, that you would begin to dismantle some of those walls. And that there would just be a, a real preciousness even to this next time together, Lord. That we would say, you know what, my God, he's the God who sees. And he knows what I've been through, but he's willing in this moment to lead me, to lead me in a healthy way, in a a way that's full of freedom and life. He's willing to lead me out of the pit into this victory that is found in praise and worship. So Lord, here we are. Here we are. We offer our praise and our worship to you, Jesus. Beautiful 
voices. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Because you are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve glory. And the angels cry. Holy. All creation cry. Holy, you are lifted high. Holy, holy forever. Hear your people sing. Holy, to the King of Kings. Holy. You will always be holy, holy forever. You will always be holy, holy forever. And I And I exalt thee, and I exalt thee, oh Lord. Every tongue, a tribe, a nation, all around the world, with heaven we declare, I exalt thee. We're singing with the angels, church. Worthy is the Lamb who was and is and is to come. is the lamb that was slain. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this time of being in your presence. As you've moved among your people today, we just shout hallelujah. Glory to you. All praise to the highest Jesus, you are worthy of our praise. You alone are worthy of our praise. Lord, may we set aside those things that have been such a distraction to just worshiping you, Lord. Anything that we have placed in place of you as worship, Lord, we ask that you would just remove that from us. We lay it down, Lord. There is nothing 
in this world that is worthy of worship except you, Lord. So any idols we have created in our life, we cast those down. All the high things and all the high places we have built in this life, we cast those down. And we place you, Lord, as the center of our worship. We praise your mighty name. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.